Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Matt Baxendell. You know, back in the day, like, you know, five, six, seven years ago, this was like the day, signing day. Um, yeah, right. We're going to get to all things Ohio State football, trust me. We're going to meet with Ryan Day this morning at 930, which is why Bax and I are recording the show early. Um, and can't wait to talk to Coach Day, hear what's going on with Bill O'Brien. Wasn't planning on starting the show talking about Ohio State basketball, but we're going to do that after a massive collapse by Ohio State's men's basketball team. Um, if Chris Holtman survives to see the next game, it might be an upset. Before we get to all that, we'll let you guys know about our awesome sponsor, Factor Meals, and a great deal you guys can get. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered straight to your door. You'll have over 35 delicious op- delicious options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. I'm telling you guys, I've tried it. My family's tried it. We love it. Um, everything from the meals themselves, the smoothies, you know, I like the, uh, you know, chicken and sun-dried tomatoes, stuff like that. Uh, it's ready in two minutes, high quality, healthy. You guys can get a great deal. All right. Head to factormeals.com slash bucknuts50. Use the code bucknuts50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while the subscription subscription is active that's code bucknuts50 at factormeals.com slash bucknuts50 to get 50 percent off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active 50 percent off go get that my friends factormeals.com slash bucknuts50 50 percent off and use code bucknuts50 all right all right backs i don't usually like even talking much about i, I love ohio state basketball I, but I don't talk much about it on the Bucknuts Morning 5 because I know my audience. We're making an exception. I mean, we have the Lane Kiffin joke that you can get tarmacked. You know, if, if Ross Bjork was maybe on the job right now, I mean, I think last night Chris Holtman should have got pink slipped on the way to the locker room. Indiana is bad at basketball this year. So to uh, blow an 18-point lead against Indiana this year is inexcusable. To do it at home, are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Chris Holtman. He definitely will not will not be Ohio State's coach next year, and I don't know if he'll be their coach their next game. Backs, how you doing, bud? I think the uh, if you had to describe Chris Holtman's current situation in a movie, it would be Knives Out. So it's a uh, it's an ugly situation right now with OSU basketball. Uh, you cannot blow an eighteen point lead to a bad team like Indiana and have even a prayer of making the tournament. And the reality is, this is spiraled, man. Like it's really spiraled. And, you know, we don't often talk about hoops or other sports because, you know, football is 99% of the bandwidth. But, man, when your basketball team is – at OSU, we only expect the basketball team to win 20 games, somewhat compete for the Big Ten, make the tournament, every now and then go on a run. Like, we're not Duke. We're not Kansas. We're not, you know, those basketball schools that expect you every year to make the Final Four. But, man, this is just – the last year and a half for Holtman have been not acceptable. And – uh, I, I much like you, I'm very interested to see if he even finishes out the year at this point. Uh, I, I have to think that was it March 1st that 
the new AD Bjork becomes uh, sort of the decision maker. It's I don't know. If oh, 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 I got yeah. Technically, it's July first when he takes over. But you're saying he's going to be the decision maker March first. I think Is he's the contract. I think him and uh, Admiral um, Carter are the decision makers, like right now. Yeah, I really do. Well, but. the second that he has anything resembling official, I think March first is when he like gets paid to consult his way in or something. And as soon as he's official, I mean, if he if he's official March first, March second, Holtman's not back because uh, this has officially reached the point of no return to me. It just I got to give Holtman a lot of credit for the early part of his tenure, but this is this is not working, and it doesn't look like it's going to turn around. Had a good first year, yeah. I mean, this is just you got to pull the plug now. And, and even if York doesn't have you know the authority to do it, say you know, then then the president, President Carter, Admiral Carter needs to do it. And they, you know, I'm sure the boosters are, would be behind that move. So, um, they've got to make this a, a mercy about, killing. This at this first year, go ahead, go ahead. I think it's a mercy killing at this point. Does Holtman even look like he wants to be there? Like, the look on his face after the game was like, oh god. Oh, tonight was the death knell for sure, man. I mean, it's yeah. like, okay, well, at least like because we we love to hate Indiana in basketball. Ohio State is a man without a country when it comes to having a rival in basketball, as we've talked about. Like, you can say Michigan is Ohio State's rival in basketball. It's like, no, really, Michigan and Michigan State are rivals because unlike in football, like Michigan actually reciprocates. Um, Michigan State thinking that's the rivalry. And then when I was growing up, it was Ohio State, Indiana. But Indiana looks at Purdue as their rival. Yep. You know, you can't say somebody's your rival if they don't think that you're their rival. So, but man, beating Indiana would have been nice. And um, everybody made fun of Ohio. How's Ohio State favored by five and a half? And then Ohio State gets up by eighteen. It's like, okay, you know that they're finally kicking in the gear. No, that's another thing that it's just again, I just to repeat myself, this is a bad Indiana team, but mediocre. Bad Indiana team trailing by 18 in the second half comes back and beats Ohio State. I mean, Chris Holman has lost this team. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's it's over. I think it's just how long does the string play out at this point? All right, let's get to football. Yeah, that's much better. Let's do that. <laughs> All right, Ryan Day later this morning, 9 30. Uh, keep it locked to Bucknuts. We're gonna have video stories, all that good stuff. Uh, I can't wait to talk to Coach Day. Um, I had somebody say, man, that normally that'd be all about, you know, this and that, but that's probably going to be like 50% Bill O'Brien talk. And I'm like, yeah, times two. Uh, I don't know if we're going to talk too much about recruiting, uh, later today. We're going to talk a lot about Bill O'Brien and if coach day gives, can't really talk about that. Well, what happens if he doesn't take the job? Do you have a short list? He might say, I can't talk about that either. We don't need specifics. There's going to be a lot of questions peppered his way. Um, what are you cur curious to hear Coach Day talk about later this morning, Bax? Well, I think we need a resolution eventually in this Bill O'Brien situation, and I don't think Coach Day is going to have it when you get to talk to him. I think the reality is, is that Bill O'Brien is in the mix to be the head coach of Boston College, and we're not going to know until that process plays out. Uh, what I want to know, and I think one of the good questions to sort of consider asking him is, whether Bill O'Brien leaves and you have to hire someone else or Bill O'Brien stays, uh, does this officially mean that you've sort of moved away from trying to be hands in on that, the game, the play to play play calling? Uh, and is this sort of embracing the sort of CEO aspects of being a head coach? Because to me, you know, if Bill O'Brien does go, is Ohio state going to just have Ryan Day lean right back into the offense? Or is he going to hire another guy that he can trust to carry that role? Because to me, that was one of the biggest steps it looked like to me staff-wise 
with Ryan Day was him saying, yeah, I'm not calling plays. I'm going to get a guy in here to run this for me. So if Bill O'Brien does go, do they get another guy like him, or does Ryan Day just jump right back into what he's been doing? And that's a good question. I might steal that and ask that because I and I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer. I've talked about this like a few times. I talk so much about Ohio State football. Sometimes I forget if I've talked about it on Bucknuts, if I've talked about it just with friends and family, if I talked about a 97.1 the fan. I don't know, but I'm sure I've talked about this on on the morning five. I don't think back and correct me if if I'm wrong if you disagree with me. I don't think Ryan Day set out to think like I'm not sure if I'm going to like step back and be a CEO and I'm going to maybe my alternate over you know, play caller. He's going to run my offense, but someone's going to come in here and tweak things. He's going to be the play caller from the box. I don't know if I'm going to do it. Oh, Bill O'Brien's available. Okay, I'm definitely going to do it. I really think again, correct me if I'm wrong, that he made the decision. Irres- you know, irrespective of Bill O'Brien saying, I'm going to take a step back and be the CEO now. I'm going to give up play calling duties again, be heavily involved in everything. I think, to me, there's no doubt if Bill O'Brien does move on to be and becomes Boston College head coach, that Ryan Day will hire an offensive coordinator, whether it be Jason Candle or somebody else. I think it's, I think he already made that decision that that's what he's going to do. What do you think? I'm leaning that way, too. Uh, I think Ryan Day – was the guy who a month ago we were like, man, everything that like you need to do, you're kind of afraid to do it. And the last month has been like a whole jolt of fresh air with all the good decisions. It seems like they've made around the program, the success in recruiting, obviously makes us all feel great. But a lot of the decisions that it seems like Ryan day has made around the overall structure of the program have looked like really good decisions on paper. So I agree. I, I hope he doesn't just like lean back into being Mr. Offensive head coach guy. I hope he becomes that CEO. That's part of the, you know, we talked about this when he took over. He's the first first time head coach Ohio State has had in nearly a century. It's, it's a job where you shouldn't have to learn on the job, but we've watched Ryan Day kind of learn on the job. And to me, this looked like it was the biggest lesson he took away from last season, was is that he needs to delegate that a little bit. He needs to have his hands more evenly in everything in the program. So I'm optimistic that Ryan Day is still going to hire someone else. Should he lose Bill O'Brien to Boston College? But again, I still want to see it happen. And I think I want to kind of hear it out of Ryan Day's mouth. Is, is if Bill O'Brien leaves, are you going to get someone else to fill that role? Whether it's Jason Candle or whoever. Right, I hear you. Um, yeah, and you know the college football calendar for coaches just continues to get crazier and crazier and crazier, especially in December. Now you've increased, you've tripled the amount of teams in the college football playoff. Even before then, I know you and I have talked about this on the show before, even before that, they needed to move early signing day once they did that. I don't know why they put it in December. August. A month August. and a half. Yeah, yeah, late July. Yeah, I mean, we're splitting hairs there. Right before camp opens, late July, yeah. just do it like college basketball does. College basketball has their early signing period right before they begin practice in the fall. Um, I don't know why they don't just do it in July. Um, I think – a lot of powerful people want that to happen. And when powerful people want something to happen, that stuff usually ends up happening. So that's another thing I want to ask Ryan Day. Like, Are there any wheels in motion about that? Would you be in favor of signing day being in late July? That way you guys can ha- at least have something off your plate in December? You know what else needs to be off the plate in December, Dave? December should purely be about bowl preparation. It should purely be about getting through the playoff. The portal should not open until the second week of January. Period. With that. Yep. Like we should have National Signing Day today, like usual, as the second signing day. 
The kids who want to sign early, sign early. That's fine, right? It shouldn't be in season. December for these coaches looks like hell. It's going to drive guys to pro football quicker than we can realize because nobody wants to deal with recruiting your own roster, finishing your high school recruiting class, and bowl game preparation, much less if you're at a high-end school that it's a playoff prep. You have no time to do anything, and the next thing you know, it's Christmas and your wife's divorcing you. So all of this seems like a really dumb situation to put these professionals into. They need to fix the calendar. And I'll be real honest, if you want to break this whole program thing down, at the end of the day, Ryan Day is a project manager. He is an elite high-end in charge of everything project manager. But the number one thing a project manager wants to do is have reasonable schedules for quality delivery. And right now, how can you deliver any quality in December with any plan? Which, by the way, your coaches are looking at leaving. You're trying to coach those games while kids are going into the portal. If you're in a playoff scenario, it's a gong show. It's a total gong show. It should be July or August. I don't care. Pick one. It should be the first week of February for high school signing day. The portal should open one month before high school signing day and close the week before high school signing day, period. And then it can reopen after the spring. And then the way it is right now where it's like, well, coach leaves, so you get an extra 30 days. To me, it just sets up the, te- the programs that have a coach leave for something for failure. Look at Boston College. Jeff Halfley took a job uh, as the defensive coordinator in the NFL. And now Boston College can't add anybody if they hire a new coach into their portal until after spring, but their guys are floating in the wind. It's a train wreck the way it's set up. I get wanting to give kids options, Dave. I do. It makes a lot of sense to give kids options for their future, but we should do it inside a reasonable schedule. Nobody's going to have fewer opportunities if they have to wait for a portal window to open up. Uh, To me, that's just that's crazy stuff. And by the way, most head coaching positions don't open up after signing day. If we got back on our old regular schedule, all those coaching positions fill in December and early January, and it gives those coaches another three weeks once they get hired, four weeks that when they get hired to recruit high school kids. Well, now you add the portal in. It works the way the old calendar did, and it doesn't make them hate their lives. Late breaking news last night, in addition to Ohio State blowing that 18-point lead against Indiana, Corey Dennis is moving on. He's going to Utah. He's going to be an offensive analyst at Utah, Corey Dennis leaving Ohio State, where he was quality control coach, then quarterbacks coach. We'll get to that in a minute. I'm going to get Bax's thoughts on Corey Dennis moving on. Before we do that, I want to let you know about our other sponsor for today's show, one of our uh, longtime sponsors, Manscaped. It's time for the ultimate face-off. The Beard Bowl is here. As the two best teams square off to see who the champion of facial fuzz is, our friends at Manscaped are prepping everything you need for game day. Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit is the MVP of facial grooming, offering precision trimming, water-resistant technology, and enough styling options to outplay any opponent. And guess what? You can join the winning team along with the 10 million men who already trust Manscaped with our special offer. Go to manscaped.com, use code BUCKNUTS to get 20% off and free shipping. Craft your winning look with Manscaped. Don't let your beard be benched. It deserves the spotlight on the biggest stage. Manscaped's Beer Hedger Pro Kit is the ultimate franchise player to take your grooming game to the end zone. This package has made it easier than ever to craft your signature look with ease. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use that code BUCKNUTS. Gear up for the real halftime show where your beard takes center stage. Love it. 
All right, Corey Dennis moving on. I know I know this makes you sad, Bax, but control yourself. And uh, what do you think about Corey Dennis moving on to Utah as an offensive analyst? Uh, well, first of all, it makes total sense that he'd go to Utah considering Urban, want, Urban wants coach there. Um, look, this is one of the spots that I, didn't even think uh, about I kind that. of ex- – yeah, I mean, it, uh, yeah. I'm sure that that's a connection that happened. And Whittingham right? was Urban's defensive coordinator. That's how long Whittingham's been there. Ur- Whittingham was Urban's defensive coordinator at Utah and then took over for Urban. Yeah, go, yeah great call. 2004, Go going into 05. Remember they co-coached yeah. the Fiesta Bowl against Pitt? That's right. That's yeah. a throwback there. Uh, anyways, so to me, uh, Dennis was one of the ones I expected that would be changed this year. Uh, you know, the reality is, is you can look at it two ways with the quarterback situation. I'm sure Corey Dennis's resume will show that he coached all these first-round picks at Ohio State, and he's you know going to sell us as he's a great quarterbacks coach. But I think a lot of that everybody knows is Ryan Day was sort of the quarterbacks coach, and Corey Dennis was Urban Meyer's son-in-law. And that's not to take away from the kid; he's a talented young coach. But in no other scenario other than Urban Meyer was Urban Meyer at Ohio State is Corey Dennis going to get a position at a place like Ohio State with his age and experience at that point? That's just brass tacks, and uh, at the end of the day, I think when we talked about needing to see changes, he was one of the ones that I expected to see go. And, you know, thanks for all the hard work. We appreciate it. You know, I, I don't want to be on Urban Meyer's bad side and have him hunt me down in the streets. But I did think it was time for Corey Dennis to move on to another opportunity and let Ohio State bring in somebody that can be a true quarterback coach uh, that, you know, again, Ryan Day doesn't have to sort of be the guy. Uh, Corey Dennis is not Andrew Siciliano here. I know a lot of people make the comparisons of Tress hiring the video coach to Nick, coach Nick, Nick, Nick Siciliano. Yep. Yep. Nick and, did I see Nate? Not, not, not Andrew. Yeah. Nick. Yep. Nick Siciliano. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, Tress was the QB coach. We all knew that. Right. I don't think this is quite as much. I think Dennis, you know, did a good job and had did a good job recruiting at times, but at the end of the day, I think we all expected to see that position change. And the reality is there's a couple more offensive positions I actually wanted to see change that maybe we haven't yet. So uh, this is thoroughly unsurprising to me. Uh, I also think it's going to be interesting to see what does this open up for other staff changes. I mean, we talked about Bill O'Brien already. Corey Dennis is gone now. Uh, you know, you've had Perry, Perry Eliano leave. We all know Laurinaitis is, you know, going to be a part of this. This makes sense that James is a part of this. Um, you brought in Matt Guerrero, but – what other staff changes are we going to see now? I, I'm still not convinced that Ohio State's done. And at the end of the day, you know, here's the thing too about Corey Dennis. If you're an Ohio State quarterbacks coach overseeing multiple first round picks and people think that you are the reason that those guys were as good as they were and you developed those guys, you'd be more than an analyst at Utah for your next job. That's sort of the reality here is, is that I think Dennis is not going to be living off of his father-in-law anymore and is going to have to figure out where his coaching career goes because kind of like Zach Smith, if his family wasn't what it was, would he be in that coaching role? Now Ohio state's finally putting these guys in place saying we're Ohio state. We're a top four or five program at worst. We should have a top four or five staff. That simple. This press conference here in a few hours just keeps getting more interesting and interesting. The more I think about it, you know, cause now, Coach Day is going to be, you know, was already going to be asked a lot about Bill O'Brien and what happens there. And I'm sure he's going to deflect as much as he can. And who knows, by the time we're between we're recording this and then that press conference start, maybe starts, maybe there'll be news that breaks. But, um, you know, now with Corey Dennis moving on, there's another question there. What's he going to do with the defensive opening? Is Fortnite going to get promoted? Um, How does Urban feel about this, Coach Day? 
Have oh, you talked yeah. to Urban wow. Meyer? <laughs> wow. Have you talked? Yeah. Hey, yeah. coach, the guy who gave you a Corvette of a program uh, with the caveat that his son-in-law had to fill up the gas tank, um, you said the son-in-law can't fill up the gas tank anymore. I'm sure Urban's not happy. Let's let's close on. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna circle back to Bill O'Brien for a minute because I I, I talked about this yesterday on 97.1 The Fan. I was saying like, okay, because there was a lot of reports out there, erroneous as it turned out, shockingly, especially considering the sources that were reporting this, the people that were reporting this, the, that Bill O'Brien was cleaning out his office on Sunday. No, that it was going to be a done deal by Monday. No. Could it still happen that he goes to Boston College as head coach? Yes, it could happen. But, like, the idea that he was cleaning out his office at Ohio State, I had somebody, a source at, at Ohio State, laughed at that notion. And then the idea that it was going to be a done deal by Monday, no. It still could happen. But here's my contention. Like, if you're somebody who wants Bill O'Brien to stay at Ohio State and you're bummed that he might leave, that you're thinking, oh, he's probably going to leave. People are saying he's definitely – if you're of that opinion – I think no news so far is good news. Again, this could change in the next five minutes. But, like, especially with people re reporting that it was going to be a done deal by Monday, I think no news is good news here, Bax. I think there's a, a decent chance Bill O'Brien stays at Ohio State. What are your thoughts, my friend? I agree completely. The reality is that Boston College said, that's our guy. It already would have happened. You have Pete Thamel now reporting that um, there's multiple rounds of interviews are going to happen this week. They, they don't know if they'll have it wrapped up by the weekend. That, to me, it doesn't seem like a, a school that's like, well, Bill O'Brien, he's 100% our guy. We're definitely getting him. You know, it sounds like a school that's like, we're very interested, but we are also interested in others. And that happens all the time in the coaching profession, everywhere. Like, every every AD has a list of these are the guys I go after if my head coach goes and becomes the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. It's normal. But if Bill O'Brien was this slam dunk, it would have been done by now. Every day that Bill O'Brien isn't at BC is days that they hemorrhage recruits into the transfer portal, right? Like, we're all sitting there with an eye on their left tackle right now, let me tell you. So at the end of the day, like, BC is sort of inspired to go out and get that coach there before Ozzy comes in as a Buckeye, okay? So I'm just saying, all right, they would have this done if he was clearly their guy. If he's not clearly their guy, you know, Bill O'Brien's probably sitting there like, well, I'll go visit Boston to talk to Ozzy. Come on, man, I need a 6'8 left tackle that was a first-team All-ACC. That's the one spot we're missing in the portal this year. So if it happens, we're going to, you know, no harm, no foul at the end of the day. It's not a good look to take a job and then leave for another job before you even really start your first job. It isn't. But at the flip side, you know, I think a lot of people would understand it with Bill O'Brien. Um, what I don't think is uh, make this a gimme is that a lot of people are talking about one of his children has a medical condition that is a hospital in Boston supposed to be pretty good for. I don't think we can remotely say that that's true or false. I mean, Bill O'Brien has not just hung around New England for the last 10 years to try to do whatever. I'm sure there's plenty of good hospitals if that's the case with a family member of his. I don't think that would be a contributing factor. I think it's going to be a career choice. That's simple. So, you know what? If Bill O'Brien sticks around or Bill O'Brien sticks around, great. That's awesome. He's the one Ryan Day wanted. He's clearly his first choice. If not, hopefully Ryan Day goes out and gets somebody else that can fill that sort of role. I, I think O'Brien – if he was going to be a slam dunk to Boston College, he'd already be gone. That's sort of my two cents on it. Great stuff, as always, from Matt Baxendale. Great stuff. Bax, keep it locked to Bucknuts today, 930. Ryan Day, we'll have full coverage of that and much more. Maybe we'll have uh, – and, you know, Jerry Emming said maybe we'll get another coach or two. We'll see what happens. Probably not Bill O'Brien is my guess. 
But we'll see. Hopefully Bill O'Brien sticks around. We do eventually get a chance to interview him as an Ohio State coach. But keep it locked to Bucknuts today, 9.30 a.m., Ryan Day on signing day. Again, great stuff from Vax. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Hope everyone has a great day. (laughs) 